You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio, your web portal for the best in pop culture news and interviews. All magic comes with a price. This is a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. PoppyChuloRadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help. If you're a fan of Poppy Chulo Radio and its signature series, please visit GoFundMe.com slash PoppyChuloRadio and help us with our campaign. Every dollar amount donated will be improving the Poppy Chulo Radio experience and making it more interactive and user-friendly. We thank you in advance for your support. This has been a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming. The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Storybrooke. Welcome to Storybrooke Weekly Mirror, the unofficial Once Upon a Time podcast, a poppychuloradio.com and iTunes exclusive, Poppy Chulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, April 3rd, 2017, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Arruz. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Once Upon a Time. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit ABC series' casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. Please welcome my co-hosts. First up, it's Katie, back and better than ever, maybe? I am. I am back and better than ever. <laughs> it's nice to be back, but hi guys. Hope you're all doing well tonight, and... We have a lot of exciting stuff to talk about tonight, so I'm excited to get into it. Sounds exciting. Next up, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sort of made fun. But you said exciting a lot, so it was catching. Everything's exciting, okay? Everything is exciting. <laughs> I agree. And someone who is hopefully excited to be here, Priscilla Rocha. Very excited to be here. It's an exciting time. So let's get very into some very exciting news. Whatever. It's all very great. Exciting. <laughs> Whatever. And magical. Whatever. And exciting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's jump into our exciting recap of Season 6, Episode 15, which was titled A Wondrous Place and aired April 2nd, 2017. Here's the official exciting synopsis of the episode. When Hook finds himself trapped in another realm along with the Nautilus and her crew, he races to return to Emma before Gideon can execute the rest of his plan. In Storybrooke, Regina and Snow take Emma out to get her mind off Hook's disappearance. And in a flashback to Agrabah, Jasmine befriends 
Ariel, and together they set out to locate Prince Eric as the threat from Jafar intensifies. So, I want to get everyone's exciting initial reaction to the episode. I promise I will stop, Katie, and we'll start off with you. I'm not going to use the word exciting again tonight. (laughs) Actually, I probably will. But anyways, I really liked this episode. I was surprised when I came online and a lot of people were like, oh, it was a snooze fest. And I was like, no, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I love Ariel. I love um, Aladdin and Jasmine. And uh, we got some fun scenes with Snow and Regina and Emma, too, which was uh, fun. It was fun. I really enjoyed it. I thought the pacing wasn't horrible, um, which has been my main complaint with the last two episodes. So I thought the, the pacing was better. It was really heavily focused on a guest star, which I don't mind, personally. But they wrapped up, they wrapped, I don't know, yeah, they wrapped up the Agarbus storyline in a nice way, which I liked. Um, and they kind of continued, they kept some continuity with um, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, too, which is, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I really appreciated that because I was worried that they weren't, that they were going to just forgo all of that and pretend it never happened. But they didn't. They actually continued on with it and. I really, I really liked the episode. I thought it was a, a great addition. Okay. I like it. You sort of ended it without me knowing if you were done, Katie. I like it. You were keeping me on my toes. Yeah, see? Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Listeners, if you're over the age of 21, you can use exciting as a drinking game at home. <laughs> if you're under 21, you can take shots of, like, apple juice. We do not That's condone fun, underage drinking. <laughs> anyway. We do not. Please, please don't drink. Katie said, when I said apple juice, she said, that's exciting, too. <laughs> the, the viewers would probably be drunk by now. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Only those over the age of 21. All right, uh, Priscilla, what about you? What's your initial reaction or your initial reactions to what uh, was seen in the episode? We got the Disney Princess Power Hour. Whether it's freaking Jasmine and Ariel or whether it's our Disney princesses now, Snow and her daughter and even the queen, like, jumping in there. Like, this is a great episode. I don't know what anyone, like, feels like I, in terms of it, like, being slow. Like, I appreciated it being, like, focused on a minor character because we've been waiting forever to figure out what the hell's up with Agrabah. And if they were going to mention Once Upon a Time in Wonderland at all. And they answered both those questions this episode. And I liked that. I, I, I really liked this episode. By the way, costuming, incredible. Great. Yes. Like, yes, it was. It wasn't a whole, let's just put studs on it or let's just put sadis on it to make it like look different and magical no they did a really good job with that so like both my mind my heart were entertained and my eyes it was great exciting i miss the disney princess power (laughs) hour on toon disney it was so good 
<laughs> Katie, you don't even know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. That's why I'm just that's chuckling. When, <laughs> that's when I'm sure it was exciting. <laughs> it was. That's when they paired up uh, Aladdin, uh, the TV series, with The Little Mermaid, the TV series on oh, what? Toon Disney. How did I never see this? It's oh, really man. good. Did you know and that that's what sense. that was, Priscilla? Or did you think... Yeah. The, okay, I just wanted to make sure, because you mentioned it. I was like, she knows. I do, but I was hoping that somebody else would catch on to it as like. Oh, I caught on. I didn't want to interrupt. I was excited when you mentioned it. I was like, ah, oh, throwback. It was good. Man, oh, why did I never watch this? Okay. Yeah, but uh, on to my initial reaction. I thoroughly enjoyed the episode. I will say I loved this episode. It was very throwback-ish. Speaking of throwbacks, it was very season one. With, uh, you know, the, the fantastic flashback storyline with the worlds crashing into each other with characters that you didn't know knew each other, but they do know each other and have had encounters with one another. And then I don't think we've seen this since the first season where we have characters going out for drinks together, like a girl's night out, because we had a girl's night out back in season yeah. one with I mean, all with like the princesses like, we're not going to the rabbit hole we're going to this new location aesop's tables it was yeah it, it was, was great. cool it was very season one which i liked so uh, mm -hmm. kudos all around internet we don't know what you were talking about but uh yeah maybe you'll uh, give uh You'll, you'll see this episode with new eyes after hearing us talk about it. But before we get into a thorough recap of the latest episode of Once Upon a Time, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash storybrookweeklymirror. Follow us on Tumblr, storybrookweeklymirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook. Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. All right, let's get into it. We'll start off with the opening uh, title card, which featured a flying carpet. Flying appropriately enough, uh, throughout the forest. So let's get into the flashback, as we usually do. And I feel like I want to explain a little bit the chronology, because this does fit into Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, as we mentioned during the uh, initial reaction. And of course, this takes place with the continuity of what we've seen on Once Upon a Time. So this episode's flashbacks take place after the flashbacks that we saw in the Once Upon a Time episode, The Savior, which is the first episode of this season, and it also takes place 
after the flashbacks that were seen on Once Upon a Time in Wonderland in its second episode, which was titled Trust Me, which featured the storyline of young Jafar. And it also takes place after Prince Eric left for Agrabah in the episode of Once Upon a Time, which was titled Ariel. And that episode is the season three episode, season three, episode six, which was Ariel's first episode. Wait, wait. Wow. This is, this is where I want to question things, though. She, the flashbacks are pretty easy to point out. This is after, like, Hook's hook let her like disappointed the shit out of her and she went off to look for eric but current day like after the nautilus and stuff like that this oh is we'll after... get into that once we get into present day we're uh... in the past right now oh okay sorry <laughs> yes it's okay <laughs> so yeah I, I need i need a little bit of that clarified but we'll get to that later oh we will trust i have a list of episodes that this that, that <laughs> hey, whatever is Yes. No, but it all makes sense. It, it does. So so those were the episodes in which their flashbacks led up to this flashback. So, Katie, um, when the series ends, which it could be in a couple weeks, single teardrop, um, she will be creating this beautiful timeline that she will be um, showing her progress making the timeline on, on her Instagram. And, um, uh-huh. right, Katie? E- oh, yeah, I'm working on it right now for sure. <laughs> <Yes>. Wow. <laughs> She's not. Okay, so there's a party here in Agrabah. So many years ago in Agrabah, we see Jasmine with her father, the Sultan, and uh, he's looking for suitors for her daughter. And uh, Jasmine isn't really into it. And she's like, you know, we have a hero. We have a hero who's going to save us. His name is Aladdin. Then all of a sudden, Jafar burst through and basically he's like no you know aladdin's not gonna save you he's been saving all these people that he's he's destroyed now you should see him i just left him he's uh he's a mess and uh, one of the suitors like tries to stand up to jafar but uh, jafar ends up using this um sand which we really don't know what it is because they never gave it a name but this red sand to turn him into a wooden staff type of thing and Jafar basically has a deal to make. You know, if you marry me, you know, good things will happen, basically. You know, I won't ruin the kingdom. But if you don't marry me, the kingdom will be ruined, basically. So, oh, oh, wait, oh the kingdom will be ruined by sunset. So she doesn't have that much time to think about it. She has uh, basically the day. And so later on... We see that Jasmine is in the marketplace, and all of a sudden a thief is um, being chased, and Jasmine thinks that it's Aladdin, but no, it is Ariel, and um, there's this neat moment where where Ariel, because she had stolen a Dinglehopper, uh, a fork, and uh, she, the the I guess the shopkeep is like, well, if you're gonna steal, then you're gonna pay with this necklace. And he yanks the necklace off, and the necklace is what Ariel is using to uh, turn her fins into human 
uh, legs, and uh, that's what gives her her voice. And so Jasmine shows up. Obviously, he bows down. It's the princess, and um, she ends up dropping a coin on the ground, saying, "That's yours." You know, give her back her stuff. And so uh, Ariel can now speak again. She now has human legs, and she's basically saying that she's looking for Prince Eric. And um, so after chatting with Ariel a bit, Jasmine has an idea, you know, believing that finding Eric will, uh, you know, maybe create some sort of deal between the kingdoms, and then uh, uh, Agrabah can use Eric's navy to protect the kingdom from Jafar. Uh, Jasmine and Ariel team up to track down Eric via a magic carpet and so they end up finding these caravans of like all the kingdoms outside of Agrabah and uh, they, they spot the flag of Eric's kingdom and so they land uh, and Ariel's a bit nervous seeing Eric again she's like you know it's only we only saw each other at a at a ball and this that or the other but uh, after a pep talk from Jasmine about you know taking advantage of uh, odd situations of you know making it sort of kismet that they met uh, Ariel goes in to see Eric and after a nice moment of reconnection we see that it is not in fact Eric but it is Jafar pretending to be Prince Eric. Um, Ariel got Korad. Remember that, Katie? Oh my gosh, yes. They're still doing it six seasons later, except it's not Korra anymore. <laughs> exactly. And so uh, they, um, they, they end up getting into a, a war of words. And so... Um, Ariel is about to stand up to Jafar, but Jafar magics her away back into the sea, and uh, it's starting to become sunset. Uh, Jasmine, uh, as sort of like a last-ditch plea, agrees to marry Jafar and hands him this uh, ring, that this beautiful jewel that uh, the, the Sultan had given Jasmine earlier in the flashback for her wedding and uh, Jafar then reveals that uh, he, he's not interested in marrying her he, all he was interested in was the ring it's it's a magic jewel that uh, basically protected Agrabah but now that he's in possession of it he uses he he basically ca can cast a spell uh to uh ruin Agrabah and what he does is he makes Agrabah disappear completely so let's get into this flashback what did you all think of the flashback uh, was it interesting to see our princesses pair up uh, what did you think of uh, the subtle um, exposition that uh, fit into once upon a time in wonderland katie take it away okay well First of all, the Once Upon a Time in Wonderland thing, uh, I liked how they did it. They did it not in like a super obvious, we're mentioning this other show we did way. No, they really just kind of subtly mentioned it and made it make sense and fit in with the, um, with the, the show, really. 
Um, and it, it worked. It really worked. And it, I liked it a lot. Um, but the flashback was great. Um, I appreciated having Jafar back. Um, Oded does a great job as Jafar. I mean, I always loved um, Naveen Andrews as Jafar um, so much. He was he was one of my favorites. Um, but uh, they they chose the right person to recast as Jafar. Um, this guy does a great job, and um, he did a good job in this flashback. And it was so fun. Also seeing Ariel and Jasmine, Jasmine together. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, you think about when you think of the flying carpet, you think about a whole new world and um, Jasmine and Aladdin on the carpet, but no, we got to see uh, Jasmine and Ariel, which was fun. It was just, it's a fun nod to, to the whole concept of once upon a time. That's, we can take all of these princesses and all these fairy tales and all this lore and mix them together in the same universe. And this is just like a big, a really, a, like a example, a big example of that, which was fun. I thought it worked. Um, I love Ariel a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So it's fun when we get to see her come back, even if it's for an episode. It's great when she comes back. And I just, I really genuinely enjoyed this flashback we got to see how they how Agrabah disappeared and it kind of lended to why Jasmine is so feels like she's failed so many people um in present day it really explained her character a little bit in present day which is which is exciting so I really enjoyed it I really did sometimes flashbacks can be like the Snow White and Prince Charming Medusa one, where it's just like, this is <laughs> random, you're throwing you in there. have some haterade for that episode. I know, right? Uh, I like certain parts of it, but mainly it's just, why? <laughs> but this one didn't at all. It was a fun flashback that reminds me of like the season one days where we just had interesting flashbacks for the guest characters. So I really enjoyed it. I did. Yeah, I, I'm i just going to echo what you just said, Katie. I thought it was a, a fun flashback. I loved uh, that uh, Jasmine and Ariel knew each other. I, I mean, that was just fantastic in and of itself. And uh, I loved all the callbacks to Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. If you have never seen Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, you wouldn't have noticed it if you have seen once upon a time in wonderland like all like the little things to prove that this uh jafar storyline continues on from there were really nice like him saying that he's from like the southern part of the kingdom and how he's a bastard and uh how uh he he has this whole thing uh with um a sultan and and whatnot like it it was just it was wonderful to hear and i'm glad that they included it because they didn't need to to be quite honest like they they didn't have to but it was nice that they put in the effort to uh, make once upon a time in wonderland have existed within the entire once upon a time universe because at some point in particular at the start of the season uh, you know, I think we we had discussions like, how does this fit into the continuity of 
Wonderland, and uh, they made it fit pretty well. And uh, I liked seeing Agrabah disappear. I'm glad that we did get the chance to see that because I was always curious as to like what exactly happened to Agrabah. And uh, just to echo Priscilla, the costumes were fantastic. I mean, it was just a, a really well done flashback. And I didn't mind the, the CGI of the magic carpet. Uh, I know that, you know, we can sort of get into the whole uh, whether the CGI was, was good or bad. But I don't know. I, th I, thought it was, I thought it was fun. So, Priscilla, what about you? What did you think of the flashback? Holy crap, you guys have taken so many of the words. It's very hard to find something oh no. else to say. <laughs> but, um, all the, like, uh, I completely agree with everybody. Like, right off the bat, this is a great flashback. This is hearkening back to season one where the flashbacks kind of made sense and focused on just a minor character, which ended up encompassing the moral of the story or what like the th the the message was at the end and i liked that this is one where it's showing that once upon a time is made up of hope and it's made up of odd situations where characters that you wouldn't think know each other know each other i appreciated we got like kind of a hint at the street rat like chase chasing afterwards thing with her just being really happy that maybe aladdin's back i loved the i i kind of was a little like confused as to why ariel can speak with a necklace when it was a bracelet that made her speak but i guess it has to do more with um the animated series like the the shell on her neck that made her speak but mm -hmm. that was the only thing that confused me oh yeah you know what? i totally forgot that it was a bracelet i'm trying to think did they ever switch anything to a necklace at nope. one point no hmm. oh, that is interesting that might have been a continuity type of thing because i'm not gonna lie when he ripped the necklace off i was confused as well for a moment because mm -hmm. i was like that was, that was never a necklace Whatever. Like, yeah. Okay. Just, I just, it. She made into a necklace. She, yeah, you know what? You could easily <laughs> explain it away because she likes to collect stuff. So maybe she just. She's like, oh, I'm getting sick of this. She's like, I found here. a bedazzler. <laughs> Let me use it to create a necklace. <laughs> oh man, I love that it's a damn desert that though, and she's like, oh, mermaids in the desert. What? Where are we gonna find your prince? Oh, he's next to the sea. Huh? How? Okay, whatever. Like your your land, your regioning is weird to me, but we'll go with that. We'll go with the navy helping, like their troops helping. Just gloss. Well, she over didn't really know her. what a navy was. You know, uh, <laughs> um, Jasmine. She didn't really know because she, she was like, "Is that like an army?" Sure. Whatever. Which technically <laughs> yes, but on the water. Uh, I also like. A part of me is like, okay, so we went the whole episode with a Korad Prince Eric. When the hell are we getting the real Prince Eric? And we never got that. That's the one minor issue that 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 I have with the with the episode that we didn't actually get real P Prince Eric in the flashback. 
But other than that, like oh, yeah? I, I could watch an entire episode with the Princess Jasmine and Princess Ariel out on a quest with them arguing over what the hell makes up a carpet or what makes up a rug. Like, this is so... It was cute. But, man... I, I, I just keep thinking of how neat everything was that it was tied together in mm-hmm. that ugly ring. Like... <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, it's... Everything that I thought was, like... So how are you going to explain the fact that Jafar was there? How are you going to explain the fact that this guy who's a really cold character in Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, he he doesn't care about other people, so why would he care about marrying Jasmine? Yeah, that seemed weird in the beginning as well, but then they explained it away. Yeah, all they need to do, all he needed was the thing that you can only get by marrying into the family that ring yeah. like everything got pieced together and made sense like and usually like it's really hurried and rushed but it didn't feel that way at all it felt like when you're putting a puzzle together and you're like oh that piece was missing but it is like right in the middle and it makes sense now and you can see the whole picture yeah. i i appreciated that so much so hats off to the flashback yeah, give props to the writers. Jane Espenson uh, co-wrote this with Jerome Schwartz. And they, like you said, I'm sure they had index cards out. Like, okay, we need to answer this. So let's put this together with that and this together with this. And then, bam, we have our story. Man, she makes my favorite episodes. I love Every Jane time Espenson. you mention that, that, that I, like, when I'm like, I really like an episode, it puts stuff together. It's her. Damn. Oh, yeah, she's great. That's why whenever they come out with like a title spoiler and it says that she's written it i'm like this is gonna be a good episode yeah she she's always been I've... good though since yeah, back in buffy yeah. she was good oh that's right Mm-hmm. yeah okay so let's get into present day enchanted forest and i will do a chronology timeline for this as well and this one's a little bit more messy um okay so, uh, Ariel's storyline in uh, present-day Enchanted Forest, etc., takes place after two of her uh, appearances on Once Upon a Time. Back in the uh, Season 3, Episode 17... In which she, um, in which basically we see, she's involved in the present day, and we see that uh, she ends up having her happily ever after with Eric, because I believe they saw her through the mirror, right? Yes, that's right. Okay. Uh huh. So. And then her wait, second wait. appearance, which is after that, is the one in which uh, it's the Queens of Darkness. It's uh, the um, the fifteenth episode of the fourth season, and she comes back because remember the Jolly Roger had been shrunk, and uh, it was put. It was uh, it was turned into a model ship into a bottle, and this is where she has like an altercation with Hook, but uh, mm-hmm. she ends up. Uh, repaying him with a favor because they they end up um, their beef gets squashed 
and he ends up repaying she ends up repaying him with a favor and that was her most recent appearance if i'm not mistaken and um, mm-hmm. so she's also in the present day and th- this takes place after that and of course all of the stuff in um the present storybook story takes place after the events of once upon a time in wonderland and for aladdin and jasmine uh, um, this takes place after their most recent appearance was which was in the episode wish you were here which was the mid-season finale it was uh, this season season six episode 10 and just continuing the enchanted forest storyline last time that we ever saw, uh, I guess, any piece of the Enchanted Forest or knowing of characters going into the Enchanted Forest was the episode Broken Heart, which was in uh, Season 5. It was uh, Episode 10 of Season 5 when um, everyone that was in Storybrooke that wanted to leave, like Merida, etc., ended up leaving Mm-hmm. Wait, no, that's a mistake mm-hmm. because Wait. they were originally supposed to leave then. But remember, it was a um, it was a deleted scene, so they ended up not leaving until the season finale of season mm-hmm. five. Yeah, yeah. Remember that, Katie? It was so damn confusing. Wait. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and Merida, the actress, was very mad. Oh my gosh, she. She's so overdramatic. <laughs> yes. Oh, dear gosh. So, yeah. So, there you go. So, that's the present-day Enchanted Forest. So, let's get into this storyline. So, uh, we start off on the Nautilus, and we have a really... I liked it. This neat special effect of the Nautilus, like, submerging and then getting sucked into a portal that sends them to another realm and that other realm is uh, the enchanted forest and nemo and and liam basically tell uh, hook that gideon um forced them to uh realm jump and uh, the only way that they can realm jump is with the blood of a kraken but uh, they don't have any more blood left because this recent uh realm jump uh depleted them of Kraken blood so Hook is basically like we need to get back to Storybrooke he's gonna do something to Emma we will kill a Kraken and so um, they're gonna kill a Kraken so around the same time Jasmine and Aladdin search for Agrabah and uh, they're in the Enchanted Forest they're looking around and uh, you know Jasmine's like, you know, the, the wish didn't work. And Aladdin's like, well, you know, sometimes wishes don't work the way you think they will. Magic comes with a price and all that kind of stuff. And while they're talking and while they have a near kiss and while uh, Aladdin is discussing said near kiss once again, she discovers a ring in her pocket and uh, she sort of realizes that, oh, you know, Maybe this is what the wish brought to me. You know, another example of me being a failure of protecting Agrabah. And so they notice a a boat. And so uh, Jasmine is like, I know what to do. And so they get in the boat. They start rowing into the middle of uh, the lake. And uh, as they're sort of continuing to sort of, you know, just discuss what to do next... 
a kraken ends up attacking them and as they start fending off the kraken with oars and stuff as if that's going to help um out of nowhere hook saves them uh, and he harpoons the kraken and um yeah and then there's this whole thing which i didn't really understand because it looked like they killed the kraken but then when the kraken went down i guess it damaged some of uh the nautilus but then hook ends up saying something like you know you ruined it you know we needed that kraken's blood and now we can't get it and i was very confused because it looked like he killed the kraken so does anyone know what any of that meant i think whenever they're out hunting the kraken the kraken hits back and it damaged the ship that's where the damage to the ship came from and when it rose up Mm -hmm. to try and take out like Aladdin and Jasmine, he harpooned it, but it's kind of like when you harpoon Moby Dick, it's, it still fucking moves and runs away. Like, that's what happened with this one. He got harpooned, and at, at that moment when it was the perfect moment to kill the the Kraken, they it, they weren't able to, and it swam away. It, okay. it ran away. I can accept that. Because mm-hmm. Hook was very mad. And, uh, <laughs> after having... Oh my god, okay. Mm-hmm. Can I just say, people got so fucking upset with the fact that oh Hook was gosh. a curmudgeon. And he's like, when Hook tries to get back with, with Emma, he's so rude to everyone else. But when Neil tried to get back to Emma, he wasn't mean to Mulan and to Robin Hood. Just saying. Well, Neil's dead, so. Yeah. Ooh, Katie, that's the <laughs> ultimate burn. I'm a horrible person. I'm a horrible person. Katie. I'm so over it, man. Well, so <laughs> so after Hook um, does a little matchmaking type of stuff to both Aladdin and Jasmine individually, because um, there were some interesting conversations about, oh, so you love them, but oh no i don't wait you think so oh, do they love me too um yeah it was that was interesting um he ends up getting an idea because uh, they end up bringing up jafar and how you know they they need to get to jafar to find out uh, about how to restore agrabah and all this kind of stuff and so hook is like well we have a compass here on the Nautilus that's basically points you in the direction of lost souls, aka people that are looking for revenge and have vengeance in their hearts. And so Hook gets the idea to use that compass to track down Jafar, who might still have the ability to help him return to Storybrooke, etc., etc. So as they are using the compass to seek Jafar, the Nautilus is continuing to uh, debilitate itself. Because of the damage from the Kraken, water is uh, entering the ship, and uh, it seems as if the ship is about to go down to the bottom of the ocean, and uh, Nemo, being the captain, is ready to go down with the ship. But Jasmine decides to use one of her wishes to 
basically teleport them directly onto the island in which Jafar is supposed to be. And so, they're all on the island. Well, I don't want to say all, because it didn't teleport everyone from the Nautilus. It just teleported those that were in that room at that time. And so, Nemo... Everyone else can get fucked over. Exactly. <laughs> and and in, all, in all honesty, it's probably because they didn't want to bring extras. Back. That's true, too. <laughs> we can't. We're not going to pay for these people. So. so Hook parts ways with Nemo and Liam. And Nemo's basically like, we're going to go back to the Nautilus and try to fix it up. And everything's going to be all fine and dandy. And uh, Aladdin and Jasmine and Hook uh, continue on to where Jafar is. And so they encounter this shack in the middle of... Uh, the the forest of the island and or the jungle whatever you want to call it of the island and uh, they uh, end up learning that this is the home of Ariel and Eric although initially I thought it was Jafar's residence and so the dingle hoppers uh, gave it away and um, they explain why they're there. Ariel explains that uh, Eric is away with his human friends, I guess, for a boys' night out. And uh, she shows them the only thing that she has that's uh, in her collection that's of Agrabah origin, and it is a lamp. And so they are like, is Jafar a genie now? And so after gathering the courage... And uh, with the encouragement of her hero friends, she ends up uh, opening the lamp and Jafar pops out and uh, he's like, oh, you guys. And he's like, oh, well, don't bother. And he takes the cuffs off, the genie cuffs, and they're like, you broke the genie curse or the genie spell? And he's like, but of course. And uh, he's like, the only thing that I could know do was uh, set myself free and uh, f from from the um, the lamp I should say and so he it's knocks a perfect, it's a perfect callback to the flashback where, he, where Jasmine's like fuck did I just do the one thing that you wanted us to do aww <laughs> yeah he, he, all he needed was the ring and the flashback and this one all he needed was to be let out and she failed both times I know, Jasmine can never win. Up until maybe this point. Because uh, then Jafar goes on to like this whole exposition thing. He knocks out uh, Hook and Aladdin and um, Ariel. And he he's uh, facing Jasmine one-on-one. -on -one. And uh, basically, he she's like, you know what is this you know tell me what you did with Agrabah and he's laughing at her face basically calling her a coward and um basically telling her that she does she lacks the courage to take him on and so after uh oh he also to continue on the Wonderland uh, timeline he says that he his next step is to find the people that uh put him in the lamp and to make them pay. And so while he's doing this whole exposition thing, uh, 
Ariel ends up standing up to him and is like, I want you to tell me what you did with my kingdom. And uh, he basically tells her to look at the ring. And she looks into the ring and she sees that Agrabah has been shrunken down and placed inside of uh, the this infamous wedding ring. And so uh, she basically tells him that, you know, you're going to... You know, I'm going to save Agrabah and all this kind of stuff. And as uh, as he threatens her earlier, she had uh, noticed, and, and Ariel had noticed, uh, the, or I should say Jasmine had noticed, the that weird red powder from the flashback in Ariel's residence. And so she ends up throwing that little bottle at Jafar and nothing happens and so Jafar gets a smirk on his face and is ready to attack her when all of a sudden she has some of the dust in her hand she throws it at Jafar and he turns into a wooden staff although wouldn't her of touching the powder have turned her into a staff or does the you have to propel it into the air <laughs> and the air it's probably whoever you throw it at Yes, it needed air. That was that was. Uh... <laughs> so everyone wakes up, and uh, Jasmine is very proud of herself, obviously, but she's confused as to what to do next. But then she has an idea, and she said, "You know, sometimes this, you know, this certain act can lead to." Uh, magic spells being broken and so she kisses aladdin and true love's kiss ends up happening and we know this because we see the true love's kiss uh, wave end up happening of energy and they all get transported to agrabah agrabah obviously uh, regains its normal size and uh, jasmine and aladdin also change clothes too and into agrabah clothes and Aladdin loses his genie cuffs, and everything seems all happy and uh, hunky-dory. And so uh, Jasmine ends up uh, showing uh, her new friends, or her old friends, the, the kingdom. And uh, yeah, so it seems like everything is, is all happy for Agrabah. And uh, afterwards, Ariel helps Hook find a way to communicate with Emma because she's like, oh, you know, I I can swim back because... Uh, you used to call me on my shelf. Yes. <laughs> because apparently Agrabah is very near the ocean, and so all she's got to do is just head on to the ocean and she can swim back home as fast as possible. And so Ariel ends up giving Hook her shell to speak into because he has a shell back in Storybrooke and through the shell he's able to communicate with Emma but we will pick up this bit of the storyline in just a moment so talking about the rest of what happened in the Enchanted Forest slash Agrabah what did we think of this storyline and we'll start off with Priscilla creative cursing is the best cursing like what did she say like what the fish early? son of a fish that was the best. Was oh my god. <laughs> Joanna like brings this like quality that Ariel has this bubbly, like effervescent like personality. 
it works really well. Like it's wow. I and I love that the wish that they kept up with the whole fact that wishes are like monkey's paw wishes where you never really get exactly what you want. It's kind of a twisted sort of scenario. And in this case it's true. She got Agrabah back, but it was stuck like the miniature bottle of Candor, like everything was stuck inside of that ring. Mm-hmm. And she didn't know like she never would have noticed had they not found out Jafar. I also love uh, going back a little bit, but that um, he st- hook straight up tells Jasmine, "Doing what you're doing is the coward's way out." And oh, at last episode, I raged on the fact that he, that he was a, what he was doing was a coward's thing, and he hates cowards. He's mentioned it over and over again. So for him to kind of accept that, like, soothes the angriness that I that I had about that scene. I also really 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 liked that Hook is not a matchmaker. Doesn't want to be involved in this thing. <laughs> so when Aladdin comes and like so, He's not a shipper. Was she talking about me? Dude, I don't care. I'm busy making a map here. Can you kindly fuck off? Like uh, But Hook seems to jolly himself up a little bit like considering they, it gets to a point where they get to the Dinglehopper palace, and he's like, why would you need a whole bunch of wine corks? Because it's really hard to get, like, it's really sad when you can't open a bottle of wine. Like, says the guy with, like, the perfect tool to get out the cork every time. <laughs> like, uh, like, little things like that, like, all bunched up together to make this great. Also... Shout out to set design. I actually really liked the staff. Reminds me of like in Beetlejuice when they like miniaturized the <laughs> Yes. Like, I thought that was cool. Shakes I, I, an aura. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm, I was very pleased and amazed. Oh, one more thing. The fact that when, uh, when Hook says goodbye to Liam too, he says goodbye, brother. And like, ah! holds sand. The same way he did with Liam when Liam left Hades. That was beautiful. Yeah, I like that they acknowledged, you know, oh, you know, we only get a short time with each other each time. And I was like, aw. Yeah. It was cute. Yeah. Very cute. I, uh, uh-huh. Did you all realize, like, with the, the corkscrews that it was Ariel's place? Um... I did. Yeah, like when once they showed like all the courses, I was like, "Oh, okay, that's Ariel collecting stuff." I think. Yeah. I, I think as soon as they were like, this place is like filled with shit. Like was filled with useless shit. Like even before the corkscrews one, he was just like, "This place is full of stuff." And I just thought, <laughs> "Look at this stuff! Isn't it neat?" I'm like, "Ah, it's Ariel." It's her uh, above ground. Uh... Grotto. Grotto, yes. Ariel's a hoarder. <laughs> she, 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 she is. Only human right. stuff. Oh, yeah. Katie, what did you think of uh, the present day Enchanted Forest slash Agrabah? I really liked it, too. Kind of, I mean, echoing, I would echo everything that Priscilla said. Um, 
I just, I really enjoyed it. I love the special effects of the Nautilus. I love the Nautilus just to begin with. Um, so it's fun that we got to have another adventure aboard the Nautilus. And um, we got to add Aladdin and Jasmine to the scene, which is super, super fun. I love those two together. They play so well off of each other and act so well off of each other um, that you, you can't help but root for them. Yeah, um, I'm so mad Once Upon a Time's ratings are horrible. I would love a Aladdin and Jasmine spinoff. Oh, I would watch that for sure. They're so great. They could do a second season of... Uh, well, no, 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 never mind. Wonderland. Once Upon a Time in Agrabah. In Agrabah, yes. There you but go. ratings Agrabah. are horrible. They're not going to do that. I know, no. I would watch it, but they're probably not going to do it. <laughs> um, but I, I really love them, and we got to kind of see a progression from the beginning of this episode to the end. Where at the beginning, she wasn't kissing him. She still felt, you know, like she was a coward and that she, you know, she screwed up big time and she wanted to fix everything. And Aladdin's just like, I just want to kiss her and just get over this. And um, then we... We move to the end of the episode where they have True Love's kiss and uh, they're back in Agrabah and it's so cute. I just, I like them a lot. Um, Aladdin is such a fun character. We don't get to see a lot of him, but when we do, he is easily one of my favorite things about this season is that they brought him on. He does such a great job with the character. Um... But, I mean, other than that, you know, we got to see Desperate Hook. Uh, he's always desperate to get back to Emma. And, I mean, considering the way that they left things off and knowing that she probably believes that he abandoned her, it makes sense. Um, that's what he reverts to when he's desperate. Is he reverts to being intense and uh, raising his voice. and So it fit in his character. Um, it did. Um, but I just really enjoyed it we got an ending to Jafar I was not expecting them to wrap up his storyline this episode actually I don't know why I wasn't expecting it but uh it happened and they wrapped it up in a nice way um the whole turning them into a staff thing was very interesting I that was a really cool twist to it was a, a cool once upon a time twist like another magical like twist to wrapping up storylines, which they're so good with doing. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, and the, the staff was cool. That was a really cool way to do it. Um, but I mean, I could just go on and on. I just, I really enjoyed this section and, um, I can't, I wish we had, we would, uh, have once upon a time in Agarro because I would watch it, but, Otherwise, I was glad that we did get an episode that kind of revolved around Aladdin and Jasmine, and mm -hmm. we got to wrap up their storyline nicely. You yeah. know, I like the fact that the storyline isn't Aladdin and Jasmine; it's like Jasmine's. Yeah, turn. like exactly. she she doesn't need a savior; she mm -hmm. is her own savior. Yeah, and how do they break the curse? True love's kiss. Like oh, the best. Damn. Yeah, I agree with both of you. I don't really have much to add because both of you uh, said it. But just to add on to what Priscilla uh, just mentioned, because that's exactly what I was going to say. One of the things that I loved about the storyline as a whole was because like the whole thing with 
uh, Jasmine in Agrabah was, oh, we need to find a hero that's pure of heart. We need to find a hero that's pure of heart. And that was like the whole thing from out the gate. And that's what led her to Aladdin when she was the hero, pure of heart from out the gate. She just didn't believe in herself. And I'm, I'm glad that her storyline was that she ended up believing herself. And it was because she believed in herself, she could do everything that she needed to. She found uh, Agrabah. She defeated Jafar. She ended up finding love. And she ended up restoring not only Agrabah to its uh, former glory, but also restoring Aladdin to his freedom. He no longer had the genie cuffs. So I thought it was a really great present-day storyline. I loved the mixing of characters once again. Now we have Aladdin and Jasmine aboard the Nautilus from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. So it's it was just a weird collision of characters, but it worked very well. So let's move into present-day Storybook USA. And we start off the episode with Emma telling David about Hook having killed his father. And I've got to say, if there's anything that I was slightly annoyed about in this episode was the fact that Hook didn't get a chance to do it and that Emma did it. I thought, I was like, why'd you have to tell him? Yes! Completely agree! That was the only thing that bothered me about this episode. Mm -hmm. They like like, wrapped it up so fast. He's like, oh, by the way, yep, he killed your father. Uh, by so the he's way. gone, and... <laughs> and it just, like, I get that you think he's disappeared and whatnot, but, like, could you wait at least a day to see if he returns? Like, yeah. it's 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 that whole shit though with Mary. She she got it from Mary Margaret, but she can't keep a secret. Yeah, that that could be it, and that's the only way that I can forgive it. But I just I was like, really, like, I just you know I well, don't know. It I just think it has been a day though, at least. It's only it's like the next day. It's oh, like it's he left that it's night. Like the next day. Yeah, he left that night. Are you sure? Yeah. It could have been. It could have been. They so they say that. Wow, people jumped the gun real quick to like to to hating him to being like that no good pirate. What yeah. the hell? Well, Leaving my daughter. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So anywho, um, David is is clearly upset over this, and uh, yeah, and, and Emma basically tells David that. Um, hook left she had given him an ultimatum basically you know we need we need to uh fess up with this and you need to figure out what you want to do by tonight if not whatever whatever and so since he didn't uh return that night uh she took it as uh, Hook not wanting to own up to what he had done, and also she had uh, learned from Grumpy that uh, Grumpy had seen him on the docks boarding the Nautilus, and that the Nautilus uh, departed. And so Emma feels that Hook ran from um, owning up to what he had done. And so later on, Regina suggests to Emma, who's trying to bury herself in her work at the sheriff's office, that she, Snow, and Emma 
head on over to ladies night or at least a two-for-one drink night over at a new bar called Aesop's Tables. Can you imagine if there was a fairy tale strip club? What the hell? You said ladies night and that's the first thing I thought of. Ladies night is at bars. (laughs) I'm just saying. You would. (laughs) Oh my god. The Storybook Club. Yes. But Emma passes. She's like, no, I'm not interested. No Aesop's Tables or even Aesop's Fables. Um, I'm busy with work. And so when she gets home, she spends a little time with Henry. And uh, she's packing up Hook's stuff. Henry's being kind of like an emo teen. Not really listening to mom's breakup. Uh, focusing more on his iPod. And uh, Emma ends up telling him, you know, put all of this Hook stuff into the shed. And Henry's like, okay, mom, whatever. And so Emma ends up getting a phone call that there's this brawl going on at the bar. And so she shows up at the bar. And when she shows up, she thought it was the Vikings getting it on. Not in that kind of way, but like in fighting type of way. And when uh, the barkeep is like, it's been calm all day, uh, she realizes that Regina and Snow tricked her into joining them. Now, pause for half a second. And, and to rewind, when Regina is, like, suggesting that the girls go out, my favorite part was, like, Charming was like, I, I just woke up. <laughs> and you want Aww. me to go wake her up now? That was great. That I was, was great. I was hoping that the place that they were going to go to was called the Snuggly Duckling. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, like, damn it, you have the rights to Rapunzel. We have a duckling right here that needs saving. This this would have been the perfect option. Um, That's very true. And if we're going to go on ahead with this, I'm just going to say, the fact that Charming is fucking upset about knowing who killed his father, but it being more important to comfort his daughter, that she's real sad, and us getting, like, a hug. That was the cutest ever. It's so beautiful. It was so cute. I love that. Like, where she's just sitting and she leans over and he hugs her. It was so cute. I, lo- I love Daddy Charming. It's adorable. Yeah. We got Daddy Charming and Drunk Snow. Perfect episode. I know, right? And so uh, Emma ends up sticking around. And so she has drinks with the ladies at the bar. And, uh,. Both Regina and Snow are trying to get her to open up, but she's being Emma, which means she's not. But Snow is getting drunk off of our artisanal beers and wines, and she challenges the Vikings to a uh, throwing contest. Although that was a dartboard, but they're throwing knives because why not? It's it's a new bar, so might as well you know include some um, knives in the wall. And, uh, then, while uh, the uh, Vikings are, f- are playing Regina and Snow, uh, I, they're playing pool against each other, and, uh, Snow is kicking their ass. Uh, what were you gonna say? The, f- like, Snow making Viking horns gave me life. Like, I, I need I need that a gif of that, best. like, in two seconds after that episode finished. <laughs> that was the best. Drunk Snow is the best. Drunk Snow is amazing. I <laughs> yes, I love the line where, because uh, she was, like, tattling on them. 
and Regina's like, do you tattle for everyone? <laughs> it's fantastic. And so once Emma's alone, though, and chatting with uh, the barkeep, who we find, find out is the actual bar owner, Aesop, and Aesop, you know, explains who he is and where he's from, how uh, he he does write the fables and whatnot, but at, at one point he ended up going to the land of untold stories because he couldn't figure out his story. And, you know, uh, as he was trying to write his story, all he could come up with were, um, you know, stories about animals that could talk and, and, and um, morals and all that kind of stuff. Um, he ended up figuring out what his story was, that uh, he's a man that likes to write and who's in love with a woman that's not in love with him. And uh, so he ended up opening up Aesop's tables. And Emma ends up opening up about uh, Hook and how Hook always says that he's a survivor and how she always thought that uh, he would be there with her through the good and the bad times. But when things got bad, he ran away. And so she starts to tear up and Aesop gives her a napkin to wipe her tears away, which she does. And uh, then uh, the ladies, uh, uh, Snow and Regina, sort of see um, Emma and how she's opened up. And so they end up uh, leaving the bar and uh, Emma ends up returning later on that night. And um, she sees that Henry has not put away Hook's belongings, and so she picks up the box, and as she walks outside, she hears Hook's voice coming from inside the box, and it's the seashell, and uh, so Hook ends up basically telling her that he did not run away, he was on his way back to see her, but Gideon sabotaged the Nautilus, so he is in another realm, but he is going to find a way to return to her. And uh, Emma cannot communicate back with him, or she loses signal or something. And uh, she looks up, and there's Aesop. And uh, we learn that Aesop has not always been Aesop. Gideon, hashtag Korid, into Aesop. And uh, Gideon got something that he needed from Emma, and that was Emma's tears and so emma because gideon has her tears emma no longer has her magic no it, it's not that it's that um she can't create she a can't, portal yeah, yeah she can't create a yeah. portal mm-hmm. okay that's weird i loved magic she's like yes he's so extra and prepared that he put the napkin in the little like Ziploc bag just to keep it fresh. Like, I guess Gideon is the I'm, epitome of fucking extra. Oh I'm God. confused though. Does she have to ingest the napkin now? Like, how does she get her power back? Anyway, it's weird. But he's got her tears. She is like, Well, what do you want me to do? And basically, he's like, I am blackmailing you into doing the one thing that I could never do, and uh, I will give you your tears back if you kill the Black Fairy. Brum, brum, brum. Okay, let's break it down. Go. This guy is dumb as shit. 
Like, he could have done this from the beginning. Her job is a savior, and she's a real nice lady. So had you been like, there's a kingdom that's in danger. I just came from it. Can you please help me? She would have been like, yeah, dude, okay. I fine. just went to hell. Do this. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, no, I need your savior powers. I'm going to freaking kill you. Now, if that didn't work, so I'm going to create an entire place take over someone learn how to be a mixologist well do you think world. he created that place i f- have i feel like aesop well, is a person he, did he rent it from his father or something because <laughs> his father owns all the property in storybrook like or he just turned to aesop and either killed aesop or has him tied up someplace that's very true i wouldn't put it past him I wouldn't put it past him either, but he's just so like, did you really need to teleport behind Emma and go boo? Like, did did you really need to, to 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 keep the tears fresh? Did you need to learn how to be a mixologist? No. Like, he just, he does everything just to be flamboyant and crazy. Like, this is the same well, guy that's been wearing his father, his father man. all this time. Yes. Exactly like his dad. Yet somehow I'm amused by it, like, because it feels like watching a two-year-old try and be I a know, hero. Right? Like, God damn it, Gideon. If I'm not annoyed with you, I'm amused <laughs> by you. We just don't know what's going on. <laughs> what is going on with Gideon? <laughs> yeah. I will say that I'm glad that the seashell worked, and at least Emma knows the truth. Because, like, the one thing that I didn't like, and... and it's because this had just happened the night before. Is that, and I don't, you know, I'll forgive it for a second just because of the alcohol. But she was like, oh, I have to move on. I'm like, really? After a I day. think it's a matter of the time being off. Like, had it been like a week and her being like, I need to move on, like, that would have made more sense. But. Exactly, it was a day. Within the realms of, like, a relationship sort of thing, like, a lot of people are like, he's your true love, you guys went through time and hell for one another, why would you give up now? Well, the proof is in the pudding, or rather in, like, in in that last argument they had where she's like, if you won't fight for us anymore, if you won't fight for yourself, you're not the man I thought you were. And Mm -hmm. if she thinks that he's just running away, well... It doesn't matter if fate designs that, like, your true love or something. If he doesn't know to value himself and he doesn't, like, what makes you think he'll value, like, the relationship. It made sense. I just wish they'd give it, like, time. If he had been searching for weeks to for that Kraken and they figured it out then, like, all it took was saying, it's been a week. That's I it. agree. But it was 24 hours, so it was horrible and i'm just gonna address the fact that like a lot of people are saying like oh it's been a day and you malign hook's character like everybody's mean to him why and i'm like if you've ever had to be with some with like around someone and, and like they just faced a breakup it doesn't matter if the other person's like super nice like you automatically have to take a side here and be like mm-hmm. oh what a shit person why would he ever leave you you're brilliant <laughs> you're amazing there's nothing wrong with you there's everything wrong with him like exactly cut, the, cut, the, cut them some slack like it's her mom her magical bff best friend. 
and like her father like of course they're gonna side with her yeah, yeah i can exactly. agree with that but still like i wish that they would have just written that it's been a week or something well, because know, that whole 24 hour too fast in this or nothing happens slow in this show yeah but it's just it, it makes it seem really weird like when she's like i'm gonna move on after 24 hours and they are supposedly true love it's very juvenile like it's very middle school when you're like oh everything's so important to me he left well he doesn't get to sit next to me at lunch anymore and i'm gonna <laughs> keep my juice box away from him we're not boyfriend and girlfriend no more like it's very damn it and they're supposed to be getting week. married in a couple episodes so it, it's <laughs> just it's weird i though i love what that made Gideon into a real petty motherfucker that's just kind of like I just needed him away so you would cry. Yeah. <laughs> just just make her cry by putting on the princess bride next to him and when she cries into a napkin because it's such a beautiful moment like steal the napkin. There, that's it. That's all you need to do. You would think though <laughs> after she made Henry cry that she should know to protect her tears. Yeah. 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 You know, you know. She wasn't thinking that moment. No, she, she was crying. Moment. And she but was if drunk. We're, if we're going back to that, I love that during the shell conversation, he says, I never abandoned you. Which is harkens mm -hmm. back to when he was the dark one and he talked to Emma and he's like, I never abandoned you. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. <laughs> there you go Bad. and just to wrap things up before we head into the mvp with just a nice little comment that i liked i love that she was a responsible drinker she did not drive home she left uh, the car even though it was a sheriff's car and she's a sheriff she left it at uh, aesop's i like that she walked home i thought that was nice oh, wow you're right I was wondering why she's like, I left the car over there. I'm like, you left the bug? How dare you? <laughs> that was the sheriff's no, car. It's the sheriff's car. Yeah. I thought that was a nice touch. So, yeah. all right. Let's get into it. The MVP, the most valuable player, the character that impressed you the most, and why. And the rule is, is the same rule that we've had in the past. If someone names a character... You must choose another one. And I'm going to go first because I can't think of another character except oh, this character. <laughs> I apologize, but my MVP is Jasmine. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, there no are plenty way. other to choose from, but I just, I felt the most <laughs> strong uh, about her. And uh, I, I know at least one of you are going to say it. I feel maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Katie, definitely. But, um,. Yeah. Yeah, just Jasmine for all the reasons that I, that I stated earlier, because she discovered that she was the hero to her story, and uh, she restored Agrabah, she freed Aladdin, she took down Jafar, she reunited with Ariel, she, um, I don't know, she was just fantastic. Uh, the, the actress has been nothing but short of spectacular in the role. She has epitomized uh, the live-action Jasmine, and uh, I really have enjoyed 
her as the character throughout the season, and this was a really strong Jasmine episode, from the flashbacks to the present day, and to seeing her really be troubled in the present day from what she did, uh, or, or at least not necessarily what she did, but from what her actions led to in the flashbacks. So kudos to Jasmine. Priscilla, who's your MVP? Oh, I'm 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 torn up because I have two. You can do both and, and make a Katie work extra hard. Oh, but they're exactly oh. they're exactly equal. There's nothing like denoting that one is better than the other. They're both like perfect in my eyes. So I don't know. I, I'll I'll let Katie decide which one I talk about. If if oh if she gosh. wanted the other one, it's Emma and Ariel. Which one are you gonna pick so I can? Oh crap. We're both. I was, I was probably gonna go with Ariel. Okay, so fine. I'll go with Emma. I love how Katie's <laughs> not prepared for the show. Hey, I, I'm 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 cool. I, I'm cool with sharing. But um, <laughs> Emma, I love the fact that you can prove with this how one can be open, how one can have their walls broken down by love, but still be kind of a curmudgeon but still not want to let loose all of your feelings everywhere when Regina asks her hey how are you doing are you gonna cry are you gonna talk are you like she's like no it sucks I just got broken up with there's nothing more to say it just it really sucks and I want to cry and I want to like scream and rage but like it's not going to do it. It's not going to change anything. So it just, it sucks. And I appreciate that Emma has her support system and relies on it, but she's still Emma when it comes down to brass tacks. She still is scared of ha not having that love back and just hiding within herself. And I don't know how else to phrase it. Like, so her doing busy work, her hugging her dad, her hanging out with Regina and Snow instead of automatically just leaving. It just shows that there's been a change. There's she she is more open now whether or not Hook is there in the picture, but she is still Emma. And I appreciated that from the writers. So it's Emma. That's my MVP. I like that. Mm -hmm. That was a very good explanation, Priscilla. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, Katie, surprise us. Who's your MVP and why? Um, well, Aesop. Of, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know uh, what? Before the Gideon reveal, I, I liked who Aesop was until the, the Gideon too. reveal. So, Gideon, you're a dickhead. He is, man. Anyways, I'm going with Ariel, shocker. <laughs> Do -do -do -ding -ding. Just ding <laughs> um, first of all, I mean, just because I love Ariel and it's so fun to have her back randomly throughout the series. So it was much appreciated. And she had so many great lines in this episode, uh, talking about what the fish and then what else did she say? She said something else that made me laugh out loud and I can't remember what it was right now, but she had a lot of really great lines in this episode and she's just so pure she's she, she just exudes this pure like innocent person and she's i love her she's the epitome of a disney princess and ariel was always my favorite disney princess growing up so 
I appreciate that they have done so well with her character in the show as as well. Is it because um, you're both gingers? I don't know, man. I never got no. into any of the other like movies. For some reason, I just loved. I would watch Little Mermaid over and over and over and over again. Joanna Garcia Swisher is a really good actress. Like she's she is good at this. Mm-hmm. She's great, and uh, I can't remember. I think I had seen her in something else before she came on the show, but uh, this show definitely solidified that she is such a great actress. And um, I just, I can't say enough. I just really liked her, and it was fun to see her interacting with Jasmine. And to uh, stand up to Jafar, too. She stood up to, you know, such a horrible guy. Um, even though she seems so innocent and pure, she's not afraid to stand up to people like the evil queen and Jafar. Um, she stands up for what she believes in, and uh, she's just great. So it was fun to have her back. Oh, I forgot to say one thing about, like, not about Emma, but about, like, one of the moments that you brought up. Go Ooh. ahead. Uh, just when Eric... Pause for a second. That Katie, that cam thing, whatever you're playing with is making noise. Sorry, I set a glass down. My oh, it's okay. <laughs> you were setting it down a lot <laughs> as you were talking. Oh. <laughs> Everything echoes in this room. Yes, like loudly. All right, uh, Priscilla, continue on in three, two, one. When... Eric said that line that I fucking hate. Oh, you're not like other girls. Of course I remember you. Like, god damn it. Like, it made me mad. And then it, like, turns out to be Cora after he does, like, like the whole... I love... No, it's not Cora. It turned it turned out to be Jafar. Jafar. He's like, no, I, I love mermaids. I love them on toast with a little bit of capers or whatever the hell he said. Like, I was like, yes, it's not Eric. Eric didn't say something that like douchey and shitty. Like it, mm -hmm. it was nice. That was that was all I had to say. I agree. I forgot about that. That was a great. That was great um, line. Because when he first said that, we were like, Yeah, we was like, I like my mermaids poached. <laughs> I was like, Oh. Oh, it's freaking Jafar. <laughs> yeah, that was good. And was I think we can all give an honorable MVP to Drunk Snow. We would all agree, right? Oh, yes. Yes. She's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. We need to see Snow drunk some more. Maybe at the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? They're artisanal. I think that means they're strong. <laughs> and then she, she said that whole comment about, I have a toddler and a sleeping curse at home. I need this. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Oh. Right. Uh. All right, let's rate the episode from 1 to 10 apples. If you deem an episode worthy of more than 10, you may grant it the golden apple. And we'll go in reverse order. So that means, Katie, you get to go first. Yes! Okay, I've been, like, bouncing this around. Oh my gosh, Katie, are I... you going to do what I think you're going to do? I, I think I am. I think I am. I'm going to give it a, a golden apple. <sighs> Shocker. <laughs> it was so good. Like, genuinely so good. It reminded me of a season one episode. Um, 
It had Jasmine and Aladdin and Ariel. Uh, it had and Hook. It had Hook and Nemo and just a lot. Like they mixed so many fairy tales, Disney princesses um, and lore together. It was great, and they wrapped up like the storyline, the uh, Agrabah thing up. They wrapped that up really well. They kept continuity with Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, which is something I've been worried about, and they kept continuity really well. Um, but I mean, I I feel like I talked about it a lot, so I, I can't really say anything else. But it was just a good good episode and I would definitely watch it again so I'm giving it a golden apple all right now Priscilla how would you rate this episode Katie you took the words right out of my mouth I'm giving it a golden apple too <laughs> yay I, I if if a show if an episode makes like m- my heart feel warm harkens you back to like a time when I was a kid like watching like a Disney princess episode on Disney or whatever. Like it's, it's a good thing. And it, this is what this episode did for me. It brought on the magic. It brought on the friendship. It brought on, you don't need to have power. You don't need to have magical abilities. You don't need to have this grand destiny to be your own hero. It gave me the romance that like the, I'm giving it a second shot sort of thing with, the shell phone moment it gave me kind of like laughs with Gideon trying to be honest at the very end of the episode it just everything about this was a great standalone thing and not only did you take give it give me that but you made it tie in to Wonderland which is a really hard thing to do and they were having a hard time like I guess in previous seasons to match that up with what was going on now but they did it they found a way to do it and not piss me off. Like, props to you, giving you all these golden apples. You deserve it. Nice. All right, now. And I'm going to continue the hype train. Choo-choo. I'm going to give uh, this episode a golden apple as well. Overall, I thought it was a very outstanding, a very strong episode. There were two little things that I didn't like. The whole Emma telling Charming and then Emma saying that she's ready to move on after 24 hours. But I'm not going to be petty and dock it two points for the two little things I didn't like. Because overall, it was an extremely strong episode for all the reasons that both Katie and Priscilla just stated. Uh, from the mishmash of all the characters, seeing Ariel again, the wrapping up of Aladdin, Jasmine, and the Agrabah, and Jafar Saga, the Wonderland connections, the girls' night out, which we haven't seen since season one, all the echoes to season one from all the storylines, seeing story not story Brooke, seeing um, the Enchanted Forest in the present day, and uh, I mean, it was just outstanding, a very strong episode, it was great to see our characters, even though it was a moment of uh, sadness, because uh, it was Emma going through relationship stuff, but we had some fun moments, like at the bar, like seeing um, Snow being a pool shark, and uh, drunk snow and and all those really great moments and then the bonding even though emma was um you know putting up her walls again but seeing 
Regina try to bond with Emma and like trying to ha help her open up was really nice, especially after all these all all the things that these characters have gone through throughout the seasons. So uh, kudos all around, Golden Apples for this episode. So, man, three Golden Apples is this like in Vegas when you hit seven 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 at the same time? It is <laughs> because. Now that we've hit the three golden apples, we're going to get rewarded with a whole bunch of spoilers. Right, Katie? Oh, yes. It's time to get a little spoilery. Let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of Once Upon a Time. This is an official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So as always, our like page by visiting facebook.com forward slash storybook weekly mirror and you can visit my site at storybookmirror.tumblr.com so we do have a lot of filming spoilers to go over um actually um looking at this we really they did a lot of filming for the last two episodes um which are the final battle parts one and two um they did a lot of outdoor filming on location filming in the past few weeks so we have a lot to go over there so i'm just gonna like start there so for the 21st the 21st episode of season six this is part one of the final battle um the biggest uh, not really the biggest thing but a big thing that was noticed was you know how Gold's Pawn Shop, I mean, like, it's Gold's Pawn Shop, that's it. They have a new sign in town that reads, Gold and Sun Pawnbrokers and Antiquities Dealers. So, it's no longer just Gold's Pawn Shop, it is Gold and Sun. So, all I can assume is that he goes into business with Gideon. Yeah, somehow. although when you say it, it almost oh. sounds like Golden Sun. Oh, no, Gold and Sun. Yes. <laughs> no, I know, but if you say it fast, it sounds like Golden Sun. Golden Sun. Golden Sun. <laughs> um, but, I mean, there's some theories, because there, there's a theory going around that I think is likely, that Dark Curse... 2.0 happens and so this might be a part of that so we'll, we'll see either um, that or gold dies and gideon takes over or that as well we do, we just don't know <laughs> um there was a scene filmed where granny is driving ruby's car which is yes yeah so we can see a granny driving around in that um awesome red car there <laughs> she deserves um, it yeah, yeah, you know, she's got to pick up Geppetto and they can <laughs> go off in the red car. Mm -hmm. They can play with the meatloaf. Moving along. And he can show her his wood. <laughs> okay, anyways, we're moving along. <laughs> so, another scene that was filmed was Henry walking around Storybrooke with the storybook. Yes, which can be very arm. difficult to say. <laughs> it's very difficult to say. Um, so he's wandering around Storybrooke with his storybook, and he runs up to Archie, who is walking Pongo, and asks, what happened? And then someone also caught the director 
telling, giving Jared Gilmore instructions. And what he said during the shot was to look towards the door. You know exactly where Emma is. So I don't know what the heck that means, but um, something is a dark curse is definitely happening for sure. Um, and maybe Emma is not there. Who knows? Um, another very interesting scene that happened later was Henry was seen on a stretcher with his neck and a neck brace. And kind of in that same scene is the black fairy walking around with the storybook in her arms. And she is wearing normal storybook clothing. She's not in her fancy, creepy black fairy outfit. Um... So she's kind of in the scene in storybook clothing, walking with the storybook. And Gold is also in that scene. It kind of looks like they are conversing. Um, Emma also filmed in her bug, according to a behind-the-scenes picture that Jennifer Morrison posted. Um, and also a very interesting thing is people spotted Charming and Snow filming in their Enchanted Forest outfits. Um, it looked like... Charming was in his, like, very princely cape outfit. And then Snow was in her... It looked like her bandit outfit. Um, so I don't know what's going on there. But uh, we will see some fairy tale land Charmings coming up. So that was all the filming that I know of for the 21st episode. So we'll move on to the 22nd episode, which is the season finale. And this is the second part of the final battle. Um, a lot of stuff happened. Um, one interesting thing that happened was there was a parking lot full of all of the cars in Storybrook. <laughs> um, so it had like Charming's truck, it had Emma's Volkswagen, it had Ruby's car, it had... Um, several of the other vehicles that we've seen, plus a new Firebird. And it appeared that the wheel had, um, what was it? Like little... A uh, candle? Yeah, yeah. Like, yep. Yeah, it appears that that will be Hook's car, which is very appropriate. He's um, riding a Firebird. Heck <laughs> fucking yes. <laughs> ah! So, Wait, so Katie, you're saying the season finale, they're going to do an homage to Cars? Yeah, yeah. We're going to have a showdown. Is Mater going to be there? Maybe, I mean, Charming's truck could be Mater. Well, oh my you know, gosh, added, Katie. like a toe to the back of it. Emma's car has always been Herbie from Herbie Fully Loaded. Yes! <laughs> I knew it. Who's gonna ship Emma's car and uh, and grannies and grannies together? <laughs> Anyways, so no, no one is really sure what's going on with that whole scene, just because all of the vehicles were there, were there but uh, something will be happening. Monster truck show in Storybrook. <laughs> Drag racing and story. Yes. <laughs> That's even better. Uh, it'll be great. Granny will um, win. <laughs> what else happened? Oh, yeah. There was a few new places in town. It looked like there was signs put up for a Storybrook Hotel. And there's also signs put up for 
oh, for some reason I don't have it in here. But I believe it was like, it wasn't a town hall. Was it a court? It was a courthouse. That's right. They had signs up for a courthouse. I don't know if that, sometimes they don't utilize these new places. They just put them up so that they're in the background. But, um. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We shall see. And then another very interesting scene was filmed where Hook is wearing a deputy's badge. And he filmed with Emma in her bug, to which he puts a siren on top of the bug, and they go racing off. So they become a, a cop duo. Racing wife, off into the wife. sunset. Yes. yes! Husband and wife cop duo, and they're, and they're yes. a cop bug, I guess. <laughs> Instead of cop car, it's their cop bug. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be cute. We'll see what happens there. Um... A scene was filmed with Snow Charming and Neil, um, where Snow and Charming are kissing and Neil, or Charming is holding Neil. Um, it, it appears Snow is in one of her early Mary Margaret outfits, the blue coat with the blue hat or beret. It's really cute. I, that was always my favorite like coat of hers. And it appears that she's wearing it again um, in the scene. And it was taken outside of a farmhouse the heritage farmhouse which i can't remember if that's i don't think it's lena's farmhouse i i'm not sure though but it, it was the pictures were taken outside of a farmhouse so i i can't remember my brain is not working tonight but i, I can't remember if it was lena's or not i'm gonna assume it's not though but we will see there was also a scene filmed with Regina and Selena, and then Henry filmed by the beach. Also, a scene was filmed where it appears that Emma is embracing and hugging Henry, and it appears that she could be saying goodbye to him, possibly, because it's like, she looks a little sad. And then she gets in the bug and leaves, and in that scene, Henry is wearing a sling. So he's progressed from the neck brace to a sling at this point. <laughs> so whatever happens to him, he's not in good shape, apparently. Um, then there was a big scene filmed at night between with Charming, Snow, Regina, Henry, Emma, Hook, and Gideon. And it appears that something happens to Emma. It, I'm assuming it's Gideon. Someone gets stabbed in the scene. I don't know if it's Gideon who gets stabbed or if it's Emma who gets stabbed. But Emma appears to have fallen on the ground and she's like knocked unconscious. And Gideon disappears at this point. Um, and then Emma gets up and she's fine and all of her family runs over to hug her. And it should be noted that Charming is wearing a bow tie in this scene. Like it looks like he's like something he would wear to her wedding. So I don't know. I don't know why he's wearing... And Snow is also wearing heels and a skirt in this scene as well. I don't know if they were going on a date or if they got plucked from the wedding to this scene. Because that would make sense for the kind of tie he is wearing. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. It's a mystery. Um... During this same shoot, Emma and Regina also filmed a scene where they are talking in the middle of Storybrooke at nighttime. Um, 
Also, Henry filmed a scene walking down the streets of Storybrook during the daytime with a sword in his hand. And then also Zelina filmed a scene in the daytime walking down the street with her baby Robin. And she apparently, if, according to one set report I heard, she magics a baby monkey or like a monkey stuffed animal and gives it to Robin during the scene where she's walking down the street. Um, I should have said this earlier, but I just saw it. Um, the one where the scene at nighttime where it appears that someone gets stabbed, either Emma or Gideon. I think this will probably happen before their showdown or whatever, but Gideon is holding a sword to Snow's throat. So he's threatening her. Um, and then I assume it leads into the, um, to the previously described scene, um, where someone gets stabbed and he disappears and Emma falls to the ground unconscious. All these spoilers just reiterate just how much of a shit heel he Gideon is. He's, just, mm-hmm. he's exactly like his father, season one. God damn. Yeah, he really is. he is. <laughs> Golden <Everybody>. sons. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, he Neil. Neil was so different from Gideon. Gideon is very, very extra and just like his father in the aspect of being so dark. And Neil, like, ran away from his father because he didn't want him to be the the uh, dark one. And here we have Gideon who's, like, super extra and just, like, wears all these extra clothing and is so dramatic just like his father. It's, it's really funny. <laughs> um... And then kind of to wrap up the filming for this last episode, Zelina, Rebecca made her post on Snapchat, I think it was a few days ago, in her full Zelina Wicked Witch gear. So she's still in all that attire, apparently, as of this episode. I'm super curious what is actually happening with her character. Um, Cause I thought she was going to go away or they were going to like leave her in Oz or she was going to go back to Oz or something was going to happen. But apparently she's still filming in her full wicked witch gear in this, um, this episode. What they could and be doing it- is I forget which season finale it was, but there was a season finale, which I believe was a two hour season finale in which mm-hmm. they showed flashbacks, but it was like a different flashback per character per flashback. So there was like a snowing flashback, and then there was like an evil mm-hmm. queen flashback. So maybe if they oh. are sort of like wrapping up the main storylines, and if their idea for a seventh season is to sort of reboot, maybe all of the series regulars are getting sort of like a flashback you know, per flashback. So there's like mm-hmm. a snowing flashback. There's an evil queen flashback. There will be a rumple flashback, 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 <laughs> a Zelina flashback, et cetera, et cetera. That would make sense, actually. I, I can definitely see that happening for sure. Um, so I guess I guess we'll see. I think that would be an appropriate way to end this, this uh, current storyline of the show. So we'll see. And then lastly, um, Adam posted very recently that they are filming 
they're finishing filming for the sixth season of Once Upon a Time. And he posts a picture, and it appears that it is in the minds of Storybrooke. It, I don't think it's like the caves where Rumpel's cell was, but I think it's the minds of Storybrooke. From what it, what it appears, it is the minds of Storybrooke. So we have we have that to, uh, to look forward to and see what's going on there. That's it for filming, but we do have some random sporadic um, spoilers that have come out. Um, someone asked, you know, is there any information you can give us on the Black Fairy? And so just kind of, they said, regarding the residents' reactions to the Black Fairy, here's what Jennifer Morrison had to say. She said, we don't entirely know what the Black Fairy's motives are. That's what makes it even scarier. She's definitely someone that we know has existed in pure darkness for a very long time and has been the root of a lot of the darkness without us having known that she was the initiator of things. So we we do know that, but we don't know exactly what it is that she wants or what she's capable of or the lengths of what she's capable. So we're all in a race to find her, deal with her and cut off any resources she has to darkness. So they don't know a dang thing about her pretty much is what that's <laughs> summarizing. Um, so that, that does add a level of scariness to her is that they don't know her motives and what she wants. Um, so I, I'm guessing in the next few episodes, we'll be figuring that out ourselves. Um, for next episode, which is the 16th episode, and it is titled Mother's Little Helper, um, they did an article with Colin O'Donoghue before this past week's episode, kind of talking about his adventures getting back to Emma. And so he had a little blurb about what's going to happen in this next episode. Um, and he said, the Blackbeard stuff is really good fun because they're, these are two pirates trying to outdo each other. So that's what we have to look forward to in this upcoming episode. Um, and then in the episode after that, which is the 17th episode, and it is titled Awake. Um, as we kind of guessed, this episode will be snowing-centric, and it will include a new snowing backstory that shows just how powerful their love is. So hopefully we've got a great snowing flashback that fits with the story. <laughs> um, and then kind of to get back to the musical episode, we do have a little bit of new information. Um, so someone asked, will Emma and Regina have a song together in the musical episode? Um, and they, this was done by, this is done by TV line. And so he said, it depends on what you mean by together. What we can say is that Regina in the form of the evil queen has a rousing solo in which she at one point slides on her knees a la Freddie Mercury. The queen has moves, Lana Priya said with a smile during Matt Minovich's visit to the set. She's a rock star. So it looks like we've got a fun solo coming up for the evil queen. Yeah. I'm really that was a weird answer. Depends on what you mean by together and then they say she has a solo um yeah yeah like uh so <laughs> probably no swan queen um duet but, but we'll see <laughs> um 
that's it for the regular, just the, all the other spoilers. We do have the press release for the next episode. And again, it is titled Mother's Little Helper, and it was written by Paul Karp. So here's what it reads. Gold and Belle convince Emma to help Gideon, explaining that together they can stop the Black Fairy. Henry experiences a disorienting shift in his powers that forces Regina to seek counsel from the previous author. Meanwhile, in Fairytale Land, Hook attempts to win the assistance of an old adversary by betting his most prized possession on a game of cards. And in a flashback, the Black Fairy tortures young Gideon in hopes of molding him into the perfect apprentice. So the guest stars we have to look forward to in this episode are Patrick Fischler's returning as the author slash Isaac. Um, Charles Measure is replying, replying, is coming back as Blackbeard. Of course, we have Jamie Murray as a Black Fairy. Also, Severe Nurse is back. So Ingrid Torrance is back as that Severe Nurse, as they always list her in the... Um, in the press releases. Um, we have a 10-year-old Gideon who will be played by Anton Starkman. Um, and then that's, that's pretty much it. Apparently we'll have a character called Roderick who's played by Mason McKenzie. And then we will have Grace and Gabrielle playing an adult Roderick. So... We got some exciting stuff happening next episode. The promo lended it to... Being that Hook and Blackbeard will be in in Neverland, mm-hmm. which is super, and it's like it's like daylight Neverland rather than dark Neverland. Yeah, with adult so lost actually, boys. Yeah, so lost men, lost men, pretty much. I'm really excited for this episode. The promo got me really excited for sure, and then. Um, this press release sounds very interesting. I like how Henry is experiencing a disorienting shift in his powers. Um, it's called puberty. I don't know that, well, you know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm, I'm really excited for this episode. I love Blackbeard. He's one of my... Randomly, he's one of my favorite guest characters just because he always makes like these puns and he's just great i don't know i just like him a lot so i'm really excited to see him again in another episode so that's the press release those are the spoilers we do have the um ratings for this past episode and unfortunately the ratings did go down a tenth from last week last week we got an 0.9 in the demographics and this week we went back down to a series low of an 0.8 in the demographics um and it also we lowered our millions of viewers a little bit to 2.81 million viewers so sad day but maybe they'll rise back up again next week (laughs) one can only hope there's only one way it can go and that's up yeah. <laughs> Holy Pretty mommy. much. I guess well, we'll see. Yeah. Well, on that positive note, join us next time for a brand new installment of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Once again, here is our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com archives.
You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mirror. Follow us on Tumblr, storybrookeweeklymirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Thanks, announcer. Co-hosts, please wish the listeners a good night. Good night, guys. Good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Storybook Weekly Mirror every Tuesday via iTunes and the Poppy Chula Radio Archives. Good night. Mm-hmm.